everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint, and I guess we should begin with, and my computer's going crazy here, skipping all over the place, glitching all over the place, which figures. I got limited time here, a million things going on. I guess a lot of families are that way. I mean, you're pressed for time, kids have to go places, and, uh, you know, I got an aging dog, almost 16 years old, and this dog refuses to give up the ghost. And she's beginning to run into money, so uh, she's costly. Anyway, I I caught about as well as long as I I could possibly stand of Joe Biden today. Forty five minutes of this idiot. I hate you know he's our president. I respect the office, and I'm probably in the wrong for describing him as an idiot. But he doesn't have the brains he was born with, and frankly, that that's not too many. Him going on about the Republicans trying to suppress the vote and uh, take the votes away from people and what's voter suppression he's he used that term a few times it's like who is getting their votes taken away who is not allowed to vote it's not 1946 these democrats are so they're so transparent in a bad way i mean it's obvious what they're trying to do here they talk about republicans are trying to uh you know, uh, use the uh, the filibuster as they're trying to weaponize the filibuster. I mean, Harry Reid invented weaponizing the filibuster. He got rid of it. Now it's coming back to bite the Democrats. It's just unbelievable. I, I was treated to about I don't. I said to the guys in the office, "Do we have to watch this clown talk about Republicans suppressing the vote and and uh, they're they're a threat to our democracy?" And he mentioned the insurrection again, the hoax. I mean, I wrote a column on this. Part two is coming, I think, Friday. And I'll, uh, I won't spend a lot of time on the insurrection because there was uh, no insurrection. And by the way, as Victor Davis Hanson, famed historian, wrote this week, he said, who are the real insurrectionists? It's the Joe Bidens and the Kamala Harris's and the Hillary Clinton's of the world. Those are your insurrectionists. And speaking of January 6th, some, some late-breaking news here from WorldNet Daily. The officer who shot dead, U.S. Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd, went on NBC's Nightly News, told his side of the shooting and the killing of Babbitt, unarmed, Trump supporter, veteran. He made a point to note that he'd been investigated by several agencies and exonerated for his actions that day. Again, this is WorldNet Daily, a, a column written by Paul Sperry, an excellent a columnist and uh, investigative reporter. And I'll give you the quote here from, from the cop. There's an investigative process, and I was cleared by the DOJ, Department of Justice, and the FBI, and the D.C. Metropolitan Police, is what he told Lester Holt back in August, adding that the Capitol Police also cleared him of wrongdoing and decided not to discipline or demote him for the shooting. Well, it's Biden's Justice Department. It's Biden's FBI, naturally. In fact... Investigators cleared Bird of wrongdoing in the shooting without actually interviewing him about the shooting or threatening him with punishment if he didn't cooperate with their investigation. He didn't answer their questions. So they cleared him without knowing what happened on that day. And they didn't push him to make a statement. It's astonishing how skimpy his, his investigative file is. This is unbelievable. It's a cover-up. That's all by Biden's DOJ and FBI. But that's what we get. We, you know, th- this is th- this administration is operating like a communist government would operate. It's like in, in watching the news, listening to uh, or watching TV news is like watching Pravda, like the old in the old Soviet Union. There's no investigative journalism anymore. Very little of it. 
you have to go online. You have to go to World Net Daily, Real Clear Politics, or Daily Caller, because you're not going to get it from the from the uh, the legacy media. They just it, they refuse to do it. There, there's a conspiracy, and it's against the American people. Trump, he said it right when he was in office. He said the the media is the enemy of the American people, and it is. I hate to say that they have. I believe in the First Amendment and all that. But I mean, what the media does in this country, it's like what Pravda did in the Soviet Union. They give you one side of the news, and it's the government's side of the news, when the government is run by Democrats. I'm going to shift gears here. We have just limited time, and there's so much I wanted to get to. I wanted to, I could spend a half an hour on Biden. He, he was pathetic today. Absolutely pathetic. All right, since the beginning of this, uh, this pandemic, there's been a debate over the accuracy of the COVID-19 death totals. So for the better part of two years, there's been this mischaracterization of all these deaths. And you can't question the government. Joni Ernst, who's, uh, you know, he's a, she's a moderate Republican. She's getting the conspiracy theorist treatment for asking questions. Social media companies are banning people for, for suggesting the totals are inaccurate. Now, I'm going to read from a report here in Red State. This is by Bonchi in Red State. He points out a couple of uh, good, makes a couple of good points here. It's been the pattern for the last few months. From the admission that the, the lab leak theory is probable, they, they just poo-pooed that initially, to revisions about the vaccines not stopping the spread of COVID-19. That's a mother, another major shift is taking place. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, said the government is preparing to release revised COVID death figures that will show those who died from the virus instead of the broader total of those who died with it. There is a big difference. And I think the the, the Democrats in their handmaidens in the media want to scare us into believing this is the worst thing we've we've suffered since, worse than the Spanish flu. It's nowhere near as as deadly as, as the Spanish flu. This is politically convenient for the Democrats. Now, right after Biden took office, he was going after Trump, you know, all these deaths that uh, happened under President Trump. Now the government finally decides, because now more people have died under Biden's watch than under Trump's watch. Now the government suddenly is deciding now's the time to revise the numbers. You don't think, you don't think that's politically convenient? I think the timing is suspect. I watched Walensky, too, the CDC director today. She was on Fox, actually. So I got to give her credit. She went on Fox and, uh, you know, she answered the questions they had for her. Still on COVID, uh, the uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make light of this because, I, as I think I mentioned at the close of last show, uh, somebody in our conference, a Republican conference in the assembly, passed away. He worked in the uh, automation department. Guy younger than I am uh, passed away from COVID, I guess. Or maybe he maybe had some underlying health issues. I'm not sure maybe mid-50s. So it's real. I'm not a denier. And I see that AOC, as most of you know by now, she contracted COVID. So anyway, she was at, a, at the Met Gala recently, and that's where she contracted it, I believe. She's maskless. You see pictures of her at the, at the Met Gala, no mask. She's dancing and cavorting with all these people. Everybody was unmasked. All the hoity-toities, all the rich people, the ones she wants to tax to pay for her social programs, her socialist programs, tax the rich. She had it on the back of her dress. Well, they were. She was in attendance with them, but all the people who were masked were the people who were catering this thing. The people catering the food. The 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 woman picking up the uh, AOC's the train of her long gown. 
they were masked, the servants, the slaves, but not, not the political elite, not, the, not those people, not AOC. She's too good to be masked. And she's vaccinated. And she also got a booster shot last fall, according to her office. But she wants all of us, you know, get a booster, wear a mask, follow the CDC guidelines. And, you know, you should. I'm not saying not to. But the CDC guidelines also include wearing a mask in public, something she chose not to do when she was partying last week in Florida. Well, it serves her right. Now, of course, the media, I'm sure, I haven't heard this yet, but I'm sure some of these liberals will say, look where she contracted. She got, she got infected in Florida, DeSantis's state. The state with uh, very few COVID mandates and restrictions. But she was spotted at this party without a mask. You know, this uh, drag brunch, I guess it was, with actor Billy Porter in Miami. She's hugging people and, you know, she's uh, eating out at a sushi restaurant in Miami Beach without a mask. You know, like typical Democrat. They're all hypocrites. It's just she's ridiculous. The bottom line of this is that, once again... It's it's about Joe Biden's lie that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's always been a lie. I read somewhere at World Net Daily, it's, they quoted a government report that claims 93% of Omicron cases, I think I have the number right, a, a huge percentage of Omicron cases are among the vaccinated. It's not a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but we know that. It's a, it's a virus. It doesn't care about your political affiliation. I think the media and the Democrats, they need to stop demonizing anyone who questions the efficacy of these vaccines and of mask wearing, because masks don't provide you with that much protection, as I've talked about. There was a, a study put out by the CDC, it's got to be true, right, back on January 7th, which found that every one of the 189 vaccinated people who experienced a severe outcome after contracting COVID-19 had at least one risk factor, the main one being over the age of 65. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get it if you're 35 or 40, but most of these deaths and serious illnesses are people over the age of 65 and actually over the age of 75. So scientists affiliated with the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases studied about 1.25 million people over the age of 18 who completed primary vaccination from December 2020 to October of 21, and they received their either they received the Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, or an unspecified mRNA vaccine. Of those, 2,246 contracted COVID-19, including 327 who were hospitalized. 189 had a severe COVID outcome. 36 people had a COVID-related death, including nine people discharged to hospice. And it goes on with more numbers there. It's from the Epic Times, if you're interested. We don't have a lot of time to go into all this. But I mean, it's, you know, when I hear Biden, uh, when, when I hear uh, audio and video of him saying it's a, largely a, 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 a pandemic of the unvaccinated, it's crazy. Speaking of Biden, I mean, this guy, I, I can't listen to him. What's, what's with the shouting at this uh, press conference he gave today? Everything's scripted. He read off a teleprompter. He did okay for him, for being, you know, somebody with a low IQ. But uh, Barbara Streisand, who's, you know, very talented woman, she, her, her better years are behind her, obviously. She says Biden's economic performance in his first year is the greatest in 40 years. Her words. That's why she can't find work, basically. She said the media mostly overlooks this. 
because it's not true, you idiot. The best economy in 40 years? She notes that President Biden has the best economic record of any president in the last 50 years. Was she alive during Reagan's eight years in office? This is, I'm not going to bore you with statistics, but inflation's just under 7%, 6.8%, the highest level in 40 years. That's measured by the Consumer Price Index. It's outpacing wage growth. So there's a pay reduction when you factor in inflation. How about the empty store shelves? Rising prices, gasoline and oil prices through the roof. Diminishing incomes. I mean, we're living, uh, Americans are struggling. Lower standard of living. A lot to get to here. The, uh, there's, as long as we're on COVID, I'll mention this one more COVID piece that we'll, get, we'll go on to something else. There's a columnist for the LA Times who mocked the unvaccinated who die of COVID. He, he said it's necessary. I, I'm not going to even mention his name. He's not worth it. He's not worth his own salt, in my view. But what if we were to mock the vaccinated who contract COVID and die? Would that be necessary too? No, obviously not. It's never necessary to mock anyone who gets this. But this columnist for the LA Times said, it's, we need to do this. If people are unvaccinated and they die, we need to uh, mock them. Rand Paul in the news today, he spoke and he went after uh, Fauci, round three of their battle. And I, you know, Fauci, I think he punched back a little better this time than he has in the two prior uh, head to heads, but I, Paul got the better of him. And Paul, you know, Paul tweeted something today or yesterday too, that makes perfect sense to me. He tweeted, so you can still work in a hospital if you have active COVID, but doctors and nurses who don't have COVID and who are unvaccinated are fired. Am I the only one who perceives the absurdity of this scenario? No, you're not, uh, Senator Paul. No, it is, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, we were told early on, if you get vaccinated, you're, you're safe, you're covered. No, well, not so much. As a matter of fact, the, the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, acknowledged Monday of this week that two doses of the vaccine his company produces with BioNTech offer very limited protection. I've got the, I got the two Pfizer shots. Very limited protection, if any, against Omicron, not against the other variants, but against Omicron. Now, I guess they're going to have a, a special vaccine specifically for Omicron. It's not due out until, until March. But again, this again, the Pfizer CEO said adding a third dose in an interview he gave to Yahoo Finance provides reasonable protection against hospitalizations and deaths. Against death, very good protection against, and less protection against infection. So there you have it. But very little protection against the Omicron variant, which I guess most people now are, they're, you know, I guess Delta's still out there and the uh, novel coronavirus, the original virus is still out there, but most people are getting Omicron and they're showing very mild symptoms for the most part. Legislative Republicans, they had a press conference today. I was privy to about 20 minutes, half hour of it. It was a, it was a, a super spreader event. Every, there must have been 50, 60, 70 people jammed into the uh, this very small area on the million dollar staircase at the Capitol. Very poor ventilation. I kept my distance. I was masked. And uh, we were there, Assembly Republicans and uh, Senate Republicans. I saw a couple of Democrats too. And uh, uh, officials mostly from Nassau County and from downstate, but there were a couple of upstate people, uh, law enforcement people. It was criminal justice reform. 
They're looking to reform the reforms, basically, put into place last year or the year before by Democrats, which include defunding the police, raising the age, and enacting so-called uh, enacting uh, no-cash bail. Now, violent crimes are up all across the state, especially in New York City. One of our guys was a former New York City police officer, Mike Riley, fine Irishman he, he is, and another guy, Gallivan, another fine Irishman. And uh, he's an assemblyman or a senator, again, former cop. And violent crimes in New York City, up, murders are up, assaults, robberies, all going in the wrong direction. And the Democrats can't see a correlation between their so-called reforms, no cash bail and raising the age and defunding the police and the rising crime rates. In New York City, and I jotted down a couple of things here as I was listening to this, in New York City, since Raise the Age was enacted in, I think, 2019, 3,500 criminals have been re-arrested. They were released and re-arrested on felony charges. In New York City, 50% of those released have been re-arrested. The Democrats need to admit their mistake and correct it. Of course, they won't do that. That's what our guys are calling for. They need to realize that they've, they've made an error and they need to correct it. They're not going to do that. They don't have to. Who's going to force them? Their constituents won't. Or maybe they will. I don't live in New York City. They claim putting those reforms into place will result in lower incarceration rates for men of color. That's why they enacted these, these so-called reforms. The, this new Manhattan district attorney is refusing to prosecute any lawbreakers. Guys, it's a, it's a joke. New York state government is failing in its main function. That's to protect the lives and property of its citizens. I mean, Democrats believe criminals deserve multiple chances. How about the victims? How many chances do they get? How many chances do victims get? People getting robbed and in some cases murdered or assaulted. And their attackers and the assailants are back out on the streets. Liberals care more about criminals than they do about the law-abiding citizens. It's, there's total chaos in New York State. And we know who is the author of all the chaos and the division. It's, it's unbelievable what's going on here. It's like, it's can't be, it can't be happening. But it is, and we're paying for it. All right, that's all the time we have uh, for this edition of the program. I want to leave you with one, what, what I thought was a very funny meme. And it, it, <laughs> and it showed pictures of uh, uh, Kamala Harris, AOC, Maxine Waters, and Nancy Pelosi. And it said... One failed the bar, that would be Kamala. One worked at the bar, that would be AOC. One lowered the bar, Maxine Waters, obviously. And one lives at the bar, that would be Nancy Pelosi. All right, we've got to run. Thank you very much for tuning us in, folks. We are on all the major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you'll find us there. And, of course, the main site to go to is the bmgnetwork.com. And uh, we have so many fine programs. Ken Burns with his show, weekly. Uh, let's see, Adrian Ross with her show, Weekly. We do this show at least once a week. My daughter has a show called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. That's on, I think, uh, well, whenever she feels, whenever the spirit moves her. Uh, it's been weekly or, you know, every couple of weeks. So listen, we have some really fine shows and we have columns up there for you under the PAC perspective. Check them out. You know, if you if you like what you hear or what you read, let us know about it. Hit that like button, hit subscribe, and uh, share with your friends. Get the message out there. Thank you very much. This is uh, Ted Flint. Again, this program is called the Pac-Man Podcast. And if the Lord wills it, we will do it again real soon. 
The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flicks.